0: From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond the Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go on, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Falava, Warriors Nation, welcome along to Warriors Anonymous. My name is G. I am here with three everyday Warriors fans, been through the highs and lows. And boy oh boy, have we got some stuff to talk about tonight. Joining me as always, we've got Monita Sauce.
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody? From a nobody.
0: <laughs> nobody to somebody. We've also got Isaac Sauce. Hey bro. Hey boys, how's it going? Good, good. And Daniel Fatakuda.
2: Kerakato, Warriors Fano. Oh. <laughs> hey.
0: Hey. Oh, well. Daniel, you uh you missed uh the game on Friday because you went to Jersey Boys, which was uh um, you know, doing <laughs> doing your great um great effort as a, a what was it? Uh, a son, husband, and father. You you managed to like tick three boxes all in one, bro. So so you were winning on Friday night while the rest yeah. of us were uh were, were not.
2: You don't have to um, watch that that shit live, but um rest assured I watched it the next morning. And thought, yeah, we're at, we're gone. We've got this, we've got this. And then pfft.
0: there's always a game every year that will just break you as a Warriors fan. Uh, and for me, that was the game, man. I just, I lost it and I couldn't recover. You know, watched the game and then, um, you know, went to do a family thing Friday night, distracted myself. Um, and then, you know, by the time I got up next morning, I was like, you know what? Fuck, how did we lose that? You know, I was pissed <laughs> off and I still am, you know. Moneta, bro, how did you... Uh, have you recovered from that?
1: To be honest, uh, I was pretty much similar to you. I just kept on thinking of the pivotal moments that cost us the game. Man, and, and yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I was annoyed <laughs> like the first half. Oh my god, that was so frustrating to watch. Uh, the number of errors we made, and Jazz and Ben really, I think, did kind of put the pressure on us in terms of defense in the game. Yeah, it was the first
0: half I just wanted to forget. Yeah, sweet, bro. We'll uh, we'll definitely delve a little bit deeper into the jazz conundrum. Isaac, how did you see things, bro? The 29 to 28 loss, heartbreaker. How did you deal with things? Um, Yeah, about
1: the same as you boys, really. Um, There's just one thing that I've really noticed out of the... You know, a lot of the close losses that we've had this year, and there have been quite a few, is it's basically 20 minutes of every game. Doesn't matter if it's at the front end, the middle, or the back end of a game. That's where we lose it. And in that 20 minute span, we get really fucked on <laughs> in a big way. And I don't know why. It just keeps happening. And um, I don't know what Brownie's got to say to these boys to build a bit of re- resilience. Um, whether they've got twelve or thirteen on the field, it just seems to be a block of twenty minutes where things just go south pretty fast. And then we play catch up and we make a good fist of it, but inevitably we lose the game. So it's that's the frustrating part for me. Right. It's so frustrating because can you imagine if we played a full eighty minutes? Like Yeah. We're not um, an eighty minute team.
0: Daniel Rowe, um, what were your thoughts when you were, you know, catching up after uh, after Juicy Boys?
2: Yeah, as you said, boys, it's um yeah, shocking first half, but yeah, the and the binning. Put us under pressure right so to put into context you know we got lucky the week before against the tigers when we had 20 minutes without uh with the player down but to the, to the cowboys credit they were rumbling us in the middle they were winning the middle anyway so when we were down a man they were just running right through us but to come back like to be honest to come back in the second half and look they're better attacking team it was credit to us but the final 10 minute with of game management also leading into that our kicking last kick options are just poor so poor we just we, we often rumble down 40 50 meters and we put a kick in and they they field it on their 20 and there's just no uh, repeat options there's no attacking kicks really the failure to get one or two repeat sets throughout the game just cost us really and then yeah and then obviously at the end, right, we just couldn't ice the game. Had every opportunity to ice the game.
1: You know, Dan's 100% right. Like, where is the push into the end goal and to get a repeat? Just the the smart kicking for territory, I'm not seeing it. But but in saying that, like, they are still pretty young, right? CHT, 20 years old. You know, he's still probably learning his craft at the moment. Yeah, you know, the kick's way too conservative and I didn't get that. But hopefully this will be a lesson for him
2: for next um because I still think he's a
1: great player,
2: CHT. Yeah, yeah the, I think that the kickings part, there were some challenges with the fact that we weren't winning the middle, so I don't think we were actually, you know, kicking in, in, in any attacking locations yeah. as well. Yeah. So you, you're already, you, you, you know, you're only halfway or in near 40 and you're putting, kick, putting kicks in. Mm. Um,
1: but I agree, yeah, the, the kicking game could have been better. Game management, last five minutes, we were just like, huh? <laughs> But yeah, big lesson for the young, young boys.
0: Well, we've had some, uh, some burning questions rolling in on the uh, Facebook page. The Warriors Anonymous uh, members have been giving us some good questions to ask tonight, guys, so we'll get stuck into those. Chris Drake has um, sent through the question of basically whether or not we should keep or get rid of Jazz Te wanga.
1: When Jazz has his head on, definitely keep him on. But when he has the type of game he had on Friday... He's almost becomes a liability, so it's almost like which jazz you going to get. And um, if he doesn't fix up the way he plays, he may have to um, may not be in the squad. I mean, that's just picking from a. I would I love think, for him yeah. to stay on.
2: I think yeah. you're right. Like, I think Brownie's put him on notice. He mm. squarely blamed the the loss of the game on the sinbad Yeah, yeah He was well. quite. And you can see yeah. him in the in the box. you' just like he was just mouthing you know, that like fucking jazz. So <laughs> you can see that probably he's on notice now. I don't think they can afford not to have him currently with without everyone back, but you know once you get a few more players back and you don't want to go into a game with a with a sin binning liability, then you might find him on the outer, but this could be the t- turning point for him.
1: It was it was just silly. It wasn't even like a reckless high tackle. It was just pointless, pointless. and that was that was the more disappointing thing like I've seen him go for tackles and you know accidentally, and it's like, that's fine, you know, that's fine, but we're trying to get rid of it, but this was just, the guy
2: didn't even have the ball. The one just little, to- little, 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 little thing, and it doesn't really count, really, but I know he would got a message around, they weren't pressurising either the kicker or the playmakers, so, you know, uh, Clifford, to his credit, um, last game as a cowboy, had, I reckon he had a great game. There were times that he was just running across and darting across and there was just no inside defensive pressure on them. Jazz brings that, but there's a difference between inside pressure and a late shot from, you know, yeah. 14 metres back.
1: That wasn't inside pressure. That was just the brain fart to me.
0: Yeah. Especially yeah. at this time when they're cracking down on things. But moving on, question number two comes from Dave Wright. He is asking if Sean O'Sullivan should be back in the <laughs> halves. And maybe bench someone like CHT. Isaac, what are is your thoughts, bro? I don't
1: think it's a good idea quite yet. But if it did happen, I wouldn't kick up a fuss about it too much, to be honest. I mean, CHT, his defense is commendable. He's solid there, and you don't get that out of many halves, especially when you can compare him to Cody Nakarima on the other side of the field, who did well in the weekend. I'll give him that. Defensively, he, he did what he could, but I'm not seeing much from CHC with the ball in hand. I feel like, again, like this, it's this whole playing one side of the field thing. It doesn't suit either of our halves, but it seems to be the way that we're going to be playing this year. So do you bring O'Sullivan in, who appears to be a bit more of a game manager anyway? Mm. Uh, it might be better suited to that sort of role of steering us around the park. Because if, if CHT is going to bring the best out of his game, he needs to be floating around the park and just playing his natural game. Like Reese Walsh, is, he's got that license to sort of thrill um, Reese Walsh. And we kind of need to be giving that to Cody and CHT. But if they're not going to get it, you bring in O'Sullivan, I reckon. that that I, I wouldn't be uh, too unhappy if I saw O'Sullivan in there.
0: Looking back at that missed field goal, uh, O'Sullivan was actually a guy I thought of just because going back a few weeks when he was in the side, it might have been maybe the Manly game, one, one of the close games. And he tried to, you know, went for a field goal from about 45 metres out. And it was a terrible kick. But the fact that he just demanded the football and said, you know, give it to me, I'm going to, you know, lead us to the promised land. But do you think it also could be more beneficial for our halves because they're still finding their way in terms of where they fit with one another? And, you know, now they've got Reese floating around as well. Do you think that continuity might be more beneficial for us
1: I think for the next few weeks, yes, especially since we're going to be playing Melbourne as our next game, I think, after we've got a buy. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd want to keep the same halves combination and arguably you've got a couple of weeks under your sleeve to work on your combinations. So continuity is always a good thing. But, you know, then there's also the last chance alone. Like, how, how long is a piece of string when you give someone a chance to uh, prove their worth, just like Tavanga as well? How long is that piece of string? I don't think he's on that fine line as much as Tavanga. Yeah, it's a, a different
2: situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Different. Yeah. yeah, very different situation. Yeah, he's not on his last last chance. Like I think Tavanga really is. I think he should really be worried. But he's just not offering enough. We basically need more. But it's not just from him. It's but, from a lot of people in that team, like a forwards. Yeah, you know. To, yeah. You know and to your point, yeah, the forwards second half, first half didn't really. Um, Show up. I mean, Katoa made you know some good line breaks, but then made some silly passes, and then Kane Evans didn't really yeah. penetrate. Yeah. So, um, but then you, you only had to look at the second half. I just you know, one, one of, the,
2: of the things with CHT, I, I think when he was in the side, obviously they had Cody being him more game manager. Now he's back. They've actually just got to decide what his role is. And if he's managing the game, totally, totally. Just steer the guys around the park, get the ball on the last, kick the ball properly. I know under fatigue and the the game's on, but like surely in that last set, you, you structure your play a bit more. There was one set before that, I think he got caught on the fifth and Cody had kicked it to the far right. And they caught it in the end goal, seven-tackle seven tackles set. Don't put yourself in that position if you're a kicker. And what he wanted to do was he wanted to keep it to the far left and not even make a repeat set, but at least get them starting the set in the far left corner so you know they're not going to rumble downfield. So things like that. But again, he got himself caught in that position so yeah i think actually the this is a big opportunity for Browning and his coaching team you know where your players are at you know what strengths and weaknesses now this is your chance to coach them the way you want them so the potential is there i think it's time for them to step up and yeah. you know mold the clay he knows what he's working with now he's going to make his money
0: Daniel, you actually brought up good positive points there, uh, which leads into the last question from our fans. Um, we've got Siala uh, Afamasanga asks us if we as Warriors fans are maybe a little bit too focused on the negatives and not positives and maybe get a little bit trigger happy when you know it comes to cutting players and, or benching them or whatever.
2: I always got to be positive, but let's be honest, that's a game that we should win based on our team on paper and... You know, just what the quality we have across the park. And I think I mentioned to you boys as well. It's like just think of a PlayStation game like FIFA where you've got a team with a certain amount of potential and we're just not playing to that potential. You know, but you look at um the Cowboys, I think man for man, we're a better team, we're a better squad, that key players out, and they paid a lot better to their potential. We're a better side of them physically, but Holly got the most out of that, that squad and they won the game there as well. So I think that's what the fans are really frustrated about, is that it's a realistically winnable game. But you what you shake it off and you think about what they're building towards a new problems surface as well. So I think we've we've noticed that. Well, a couple of old problems have surfaced. So you just want to see them correct it, right? We were moaning about their edge defense a few weeks ago. They've seen they've tidied it up a bit more, but now we've got other issues. So I think, yeah, it's just a rollercoaster ride, isn't
0: it? Is it what? (laughs) My goodness. Uh, Thank you very much to uh, our uh, Warriors Anonymous fans for writing your questions. We definitely uh, definitely value those. Isaac, let's have a look at another positive aspect of our game, uh, which is the rise of Wade Egan at Dummy Half.
1: I'm really rating him now. He's definitely the first choice hooker at the club. If we turn back the clock and go to our early podcasts, we were bagging the shit out of him, I think particularly myself. So to see him really develop and adapt his game to the way it's being played these days, he just does these little things, like a look right, pass left. Subtle. Yeah, yeah. real subtle things that um, make a good hooker, Mm -hmm. um, but that try to BMM. He feigned right, went left. It was obviously a set play, but he worked it really well. You're not seeing him too much in defense because he's just there. He's just making those tackles. You know, he's not putting on the big hits. He's making a tackle. He's coming, going back, making a tackle again. So it's the little things that you, you don't really see that impress me with Wade Egan. So, yeah, I definitely think he's, he's come right. And he's, his influence on the team is fairly obvious. Did anyone see the Roosters uh, Raiders game?
0: Only the highlights.
1: Yeah, so at the end of that game, uh, they interviewed Joey Manu, And one of the things he said in the aftermatch was that team is full of leaders. So it just lets him do his job. And what I'm kind of seeing from the Warriors is a lack of leaders. I mean, we've got the obvious people that put their hand up every week, like um, Tuivasa Shek and Tohu Harris. And they put their hands up by doing all the tough stuff. No complaints. They minimize their mistakes and they put in the hard work. For me, you know, this is going to sound pretty harsh, but it seems like the rest of the team sort of, rest on them and they don't really want to step up and all become leaders themselves. Where Joey Manu, when he talks about the Roosters and they're playing a third string team, everyone's a leader on that field. It feels like the Warriors don't have that. They don't have that mentality of everyone puts their hand up and goes, I'm a leader in this team. I'll show everyone else the way.
0: So on that that last set where we were leading up to Chanel's uh, attempted field goal, do you think if the Roosters were in that same spot They would have been far more onto it in terms of winning it because that whole set leading up to that drop goal, I thought was actually pretty poor. It was a mess. It it really didn't. Yeah, it had no direction. We actually had a better opportunity on about tackle two or three to kick that. And we just kind of were like, no, 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 we'll stick to our plan and that. Do you think at the Roosters, they might have just gotten to set, you know, tackle two and just kicked the damn thing and won it?
1: They would have recognized that, you know, there was a better opportunity to kick that. Make that kick on the second, or you know, in a in a better position. Whereas this Warriors team seems like we've got good leaders out there. There's a lack of responsibility for people to want to become
0: leaders in that team. We'll certainly hope to learn from this one. We might just take a bit of a pause there, and uh, we'll come back in the second half. Of Warriors Anonymous, plenty more good stuff to go through. So um, yeah, we'll catch you in a couple of moments. All right, welcome back to Warriors Anonymous. This is a great little therapy session for all of us fans of the Warriors to just kind of, you know, digest what had happened on the weekend against the Cowboys and to, you know, maybe move on with our lives a little bit. But for now, we're still probably a little bit pissed off. Uh, anyways, let's get moving forward with Say My Name, Say My Name. Uh, last week, we had uh, Warriors playmaker Cody. Who wants to jump in? Nikurima. Perfect. Uh, and this week, uh, because it is Vayaso o Lengangana Samoa, uh, that is Samoan Language Week, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly, we're going to also showcase a Samoan player. This is a bit of an easy one. Uh, the player we're going to highlight this week is, of course, Jazz Tevanga, uh, which is not quite right. I mean, it's it's pretty much there, but there's just a little bit of an extra sound in there, which shouldn't be, so... We're pretty close. It's just jazz tivanga. We're not doing it like it would be like Ringo Starr saying jazz tivanga. We're just saying tivanga. So, boys, tivanga. The Aussies just like saying (laughs) tivanga. Jazz tivanga. One hundred percent correct pronunciation. The junkyard dog.
2: (laughs) So <laughs> like a
1: wrestler?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, so, he would suit man. that whole 90s <laughs> era of wrestling, man. Yeah, <laughs> dog, with, uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase.
0: He's or got that kind of in. bushwhacker kind of feel about oh, him. Oh, he does, eh? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. He even kind of walks a yeah. bit like a bushwhacker <laughs> at times. Who's the macho
1: man then?
2: Who's that guy <laughs> with the... Crazy post match interviews. He was but like talking in tongues. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the cream of the crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to the cheese as a wrestler somewhere. Mm. Have the cheese yeah. in Tavanga. That'd be the like, Bushwhackers. Like, Bushwhackers, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who else have we got? <laughs> I think uh, Gatho and Mitch Moses would be like, you know, what were the original what Triple H was from? Or Heartbreak Kids or something like that? Yeah, DX. DX.
1: Yeah, I think Clint Gutherson would definitely be Shawn Michaels because he'd be the yes. sexy
0: boy doing the, the dance. Hey, like yeah, the. <laughs> I'm not your boy, Toy. <laughs> boy, toy.
1: According to AFB, Jester Bungus thinks he's that.
0: <laughs> what about um, James Fisher Harris for the, the, the Undertaker?
2: Interview. Yeah, Fish sure, Harris, yeah, Undertaker. Yes, yeah, yeah. no emotion, eh? Anyways, uh, we should probably get back on top.
0: Let's have a look around the uh, the NRL results. The Broncos, fresh from their victory over the uh, Sydney Roosters, they uh, backed it up with, uh, well, they actually got pumped by the Melbourne Storm in Brisbane. 40-12, to 12, unlucky guys. Of course, our Warriors boys lost by
2: a Fucking
0: shit. Uh, and also on Friday, the West Tigers actually did us a bit of a favour by pummeling the Dragons, 34-18. On Saturday, there was the Panthers shellacking the Bulldogs. It was a close first half, right? Wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. And and then on Saturday night, the Bunnies bounced back 38-20 over the Eels, who are in a bit of a form slump.
2: Yeah, they're in a bit of trouble.
0: Also uh, doing us a bit of a favour, Sean and the Sharks, how they pumped the Titans. Uh, And then in the last game, Newcastle, uh, 18-10 over Manly.
2: So a bit of a surprise there. I don't know about you boys, but that result just makes our result on Saturday and Friday just that touch a little bit easier to swallow, knowing that a team like Newcastle weren't fancy, got up over Manly. So yeah, it happens. helps our cause.
0: It was Indigenous round as well,
2: celebrating Indigenous culture.
0: Plenty of amazing uh, Indigenous and Maori players over the years for both the Warriors and in the NRL. Um, Monita, who was your pick of the bunch, bro?
1: Now I'm gonna have to say it like Rhys Walsh. There hasn't been a player In a long time Who I just look forward To watching Like yep. Every time he touches The ball I like I get a little bit Of a flutter
0: Like ooh Reece Walsh is actually A good pick Because he's both Indigenous and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Awesome. Oh, I meant to do that too um, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll toss and, one up For an uh, ex-warrior Brent Webb Oh Web. Brent Webb yeah, yeah
0: he nice was quality small. I really like Brent
2: Webb
0: He also wore A jersey One size too small Every week <laughs> That was tactical. That was something for yeah. the honeys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it always makes fun of it, a eh? <laughs> Favorite Indigenous player for me, this is a throwback, was uh, Steve Renoff. Oh, yeah. One of the classiest centres of all time and the headgear. Just What was his nickname? The Pearl? Oh. Part of an all-star Broncos team back in the day. And every time he touched the ball, you'd get nervous if you were the other team. He was just oh. class. How about this one, Wally Talao, back in the day, for the Bulldogs? Remember him? Yep. Isn't <laughs> yeah. Wasn't oh, he Samoan? Yeah. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so, uh, well, Manira is talking. alluding to the fact that it is uh, by Oso or Le Samoa, um, Samoan Language Week. So. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that
1: too. That, that was, was, that was I mean, also... Uh, I mean, that one meant
0: that. Shout out to <laughs> the Samoan cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also deliberate, so um, no, no, good work, bro. (laughs) Fellas, we've got, we've got a bye coming up, Warriors, so... um, Can we win? Yeah, we we get two points. (laughs) Woo! You think we've got a good chance? Yeah. So we've got, in the break coming up, Origin is about to kick off. Pretty interesting uh, because, you know, a lot of players are going to be missing out from injury or suspension, which is causing quite a bit of friction around... The league, Daniel. What are your thoughts going into this series? Because last year was a, a bit of a surprise. Who are you? Uh,
2: who are you liking? Oh, blues all day. They should just roll over them. You think about what they've got to choose from. You look at their back line They've got to choose from. They've got to try to fit in. Tommy Gavrovic, Teddy Latrell Mitchell, even Whiten somewhere. Uh, the halves, Louai Cleary, uh, Cody Walker, if they in the yeah. mix. Brian Tuttle, they're, they're gonna put him in, but they think he might be a bit short. They're flushed and with their back line. Uh, Fords, I think they've got a little few injuries and suspensions, but they'll name they can name a good support pack. But no matter what they do, every year <laughs> the Queenslanders are always in the mix. And I heard the other day, and I remember Terry Evans got his uh, picked up the trophy at the end mm. of the series and said, <laughs> Thanks on behalf of the worst Queensland team ever. Mm.
0: What's the split here? You're, you're a Blues supporter. Monitor who you who do you cheer for? Queensland. Isaac? Blues. Blues, right. Obviously, we're all from Johnsonville and our local colours were blue and lighter blue. Basically, that was how I made my decision. I was like, well, those guys are blue and blue. I'm cheer for them. So it looks like Queensland have got a bit of a laundry list of players unavailable. Well, I, I wasn't sure about Tonga. I thought Pong might be injured, but then you
1: guys said that he might be back for origin, but if he's not, he'll go closer. Yeah. If he's not, ouch. And then AJ brinsom has gone and injured himself today. He's got a pretty bad bone bruise on his knee. They think he'll come right. But, you know, if he doesn't, you know, who do you put at fullback? Do you put Valentine Holmes or do you give Reece Walsh a go? You know, the pundits keep saying that they wouldn't mind seeing him in the squad at at a minimum. So, um. Just for yeah. the Warriors' for sake, though, I'd rather
0: him not be in there. Oh, 100% for the Warriors' sake, I'd be like, yeah. nah, bro.
1: i nah, nah for the Warriors. Keep him fresh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll do him a favour, though, if they do pick him, because he is facing a suspension for a striking charge, looking at one to the two matches suspended. So if they can select them for Origin, maybe they'll just be like, oh, you know, we won't just worry about that charge quite so much. <laughs> yeah, um, But true. I'd love to see him have a crack. Like, they say, oh, it's not a, an arena for guys that young, he's got so much to offer. Eh? He just yeah. he was so gutsy in that game on Friday. I felt oh, pretty bad yeah. for him. Mm.
2: He just um, got it. I think it's one of those games where you know the elite players just rise to the top. Eh? Mm. And if you've got it, then you'll be sweet.
0: Now we've covered off a bunch of the suspension issues faced for origin, but also the wider NRL as well. So teams still adjusting that's led to a lot of scrutiny on certain players like our Jazz Tabanga, Victor Radley and and a few others. Um, Daniel, what are your thoughts on that aggressive style player going forward?
2: So first of all, I think we just get the definition of what a grub is in the, in the game. So I guess from my perspective and feel free to sort of add in or, or take away, but that the guys that kind of tend to go out with an aggressive mindset, probably, probably not, the biggest blokes going around, but they, you know, they definitely have that little inner dog inside them, um, and they always just seem to find a way to assert their dominance. Sometimes in a, in a in a legal manner, shots to the head, or find those niggly plays. But and also, they're always in the push and shove. So I guess they are just putting it around. Before I just think, based on the rules and some of those indiscretions being. Uh, punished severely in game which obviously can cost the game I, I think now that coaches and squads are going to look at those types of players and sort of really weigh out whether they can afford to have them on game day squads I've just did a quick count up before obviously our our man Jazz fits that category and, and some are worse than others right, there's a degree of them Radley, Radley's in that space as well again gets in there, did you say Heverington? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 the leader of the pack, eh? Bro, at the first kickoff, whatever Fisher Harris say, clopped him high and then he got a report and then got kick out high. I mean kick out six, seven foot. Oh my how gosh. Fuck, how do you get him high? <laughs> um, Nathan Brown from Para, he's a grub. Oh yeah. And I think they well, there's also Josh Maguire, who's obviously currently serving suspension for various grubby acts. And they I think on the weekend against Against the Cowboys, the Cowboys unearthed a new grub, that guy Tom Gilbert, who <laughs> was said to be in the mix of all the indiscretions going around. So, yeah, I just think, um, yeah, you know, our squads are going to go, is it worth having that grub or not? Mm. Um, in terms
0: of definitive uh, definitions of the term grub, um, I'm interested in Isaac's um, version of uh, of this because uh, he shared with us earlier on and I want you to share it with our Warriors Anonymous fans, bro. What is your definition of a grub?
1: You're not going to make me do this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Gonna... <laughs> okay, fuck you
0: guys. A grub is a guy to take us high. <laughs> Also known as a grub star, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, that's great. Oh, that's sweet, bro. <laughs>
0: I'll, be a, I'll be a New Zealand
1: idol in no time. Mate, you're going
2: to have, for the whole series, you're going to have your own little ben montage of, the man's telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> or is it daily? <laughs> 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 it'll be, it'll be more, uh, Isaac's greatest hits from Is yeah. Anonymous. Season one. Isaac on the
1: couch, you know, liver couch or something like that. On my couch, a glass of wine. Only fans. (laughs) Those those infomercials You used to see at like three o'clock in the morning, like you know, wind blockers blockers. classics.
2: You know, blue blockers. Yeah, Yeah. blue blockers.
0: (laughs) If you grew out the goatee a little bit more, Isaac, you probably could you know look a little bit like Ben Lummis. I reckon. Thanks, (laughs) Ben (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Lummis.
1: Straight to number one. What did he say? <laughs> exactly. What did he say?
2: It
0: was it was better than Michael Murphy, whatever it was. Um. Anyways, <laughs> we're going off topic again. But I love it. Um, we, we, we've got a Warriors. We've got a bye week coming up. Um. Monita, what do you think that we're going to look to work on in that couple of weeks?
1: Forwards will be working on their fitness, trying to get a bit more gas in the tank, I think, and just trying to figure out, you know, the game management side of things for the um. For the halves to, to Buddha's point, you know, we've taken away some uh, lessons from the uh, first half of the season, and we're going to look to rectify those. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good second half of the season because I think now we know what we really need to work on, and hopefully those those uh, teams that are playing in the state origin who we have like a lot of players in the state origin will capitalise on that, and then we'll we'll ride the momentum forward. But and drop kicking. Mm. <laughs> Oh,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, yeah. Ooh, Daniel, you said, you said that there was a quote from Nathan Brown, which I found quite disturbing,
2: isn't it? Yeah. I think it was in the press conference. So they, I think yeah. what he kind of said, oh, we're going to have to look, go back and look at kind of what we'd, you know, I'll ask the coaches what we've been doing there. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that smells like corporate <laughs> bullshit lingo of like, <laughs> 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 we haven't done fuck all. And I'm just going to tell you, we haven't not, not done that. And I'll go back and we'll start doing it. So, yeah. But you'd imagine yep. they'll be doing some field a lot of tr- work <laughs> and some just scenarios, stuff. man. Like mm. surely they're running. But, but hey, look, they could be doing that stuff. But surely they're just running those scenarios and um, yeah, yeah, dropping goals.
0: They have it in the NFL. The the two minute drill, which they place a huge emphasis on, trying to get those um, those clutch moments, would definitely help us. Isaac, what are your thoughts on the major work ons for our team in the bike?
1: Maybe it's a mindset thing. You know, there there's an article that came out earlier in the week with Kane Evans being interviewed saying that, you know, the big boys wanted more minutes. They can't really give them more minutes if they're going to play like that. So it's about time that they step up and the end of the halves figuring out exactly where they go from, from here for the rest of the season. Um, what game do they want to play? What do they want to do? And you know, how do they want to control the team? Because either Cody or CHT has got to step up and
2: really become the voice of that backline. you know? Do they have the capability to kick us into good positions and can one of them play the game controlling half role and that's not to get not themselves to get tackled on the fifth play, them to put the team in the right position in the field and kick well.
1: In the Sharks game, Sean Johnson came back for his 200s. And if anyone saw that game, they saw how well he ran that game.
2: He's not playing like the
1: Sean Johnson of old, but the Sean Johnson of now is a really good game manager. And he's got a superb boot He put on some torpedo bombs That were ridiculous And he's leading that team Around the park
0: And Um, we didn't want him We've got our uh,
1: At least we've got our Warriors There has to
2: be something behind it There has to be something more To just as Oh there's two sides Of the story there Yeah yeah, But um, when we're defending it, They're attacking kicks It's it's a fucking lottery man Mm. You know We just haven't quite got that I mean Walsh took some Amazing catches But you know I think that's another area Where they need to be working on Securing the high ball
0: Fellas We've got no game next week, so we're going to go hard on nah on the burning question of the week: Will Jazz Tevanga be playing for the Warriors in 2022? Ooh, that's a tough one. Hard on nah, bro? It's all one way or the other. No. Oh, that's a good question, mate. Oh, I'll go hard for now. If he
1: can fix his game, good start. Yeah, no, that's good. Show yeah. some faith. I like it, Isaac. I'm calling it right now. Nah. I, I don't think Brown's going to have it. It hurts. Yeah. I can see why, though. I can see why.
2: Nah, it always hurts, bro. Um, Daniel, I think it's a nah too. But what will happen is him and Brownie will get in a massive scrap at training, <laughs> and then they just get his contract torn up because I think they'll come to blows over various situations. But my my head my head says nah, but my heart says hard. Yeah. Do you mind telling you no? Yeah, but my body. <laughs> my body. <laughs> I think about my body.
0: Yeah. Didn't um, Nathan Brown Slap someone as well Back in the days Yeah
2: been Barrett. Barrett. <laughs> He slapped
0: <laughs> Trent Barrett Man if he slaps Jazz That's going to be Very interesting <laughs> um, Fellas we better Wrap this up Because we are Just about out of time uh, It's been an absolute pleasure Quick farewells Daniel Cactiano, uh, Catch up fellas Warriors for life Isaac Cheers everyone Keep uh, posting on the uh, Facebook site And keep and listening in And oh, sorry, And Moneda <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Catch you guys next week on Warriors Anonymous. Check out the Facebook page as well. We love yous. Catch you next week. Ladies.
1: Ladies.
0: Cut me (laughs) off, motherfucker. (laughs)